Hello, Latin dance community. My name is Roberto Ramirez. Welcome to another LDC podcast. My guest this time is the lovely Michelle Donahue. Michelle has been a dancer for many years and she's trained in ballet, tap, jazz, music theater, and of course, Latin dancing. She's won many awards as a dancer and she's currently the director of Sabor Latino Oakland, a dance team in Oakland, California, along with Manny Villarreal. On this podcast, Michelle talks about how she manages her team effectively, what she likes about leads when social dancing, and advice for people who are thinking about joining a team. Let's take a listen. So, first of all, thank you so much for being here. It is such a pleasure, so such a delight, because you and I have known each other for... Six years. Six years, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it, it's interesting because you know, you when 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 I when I met you, of course, you were part of the salsa mania team. Mm -hmm. But now you're a director. Mm -hmm. uh, you are a choreographer. You mm -hmm. teach. I mean, you've evolved so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and and so now you have a special mission. You actually uh, um, you should have a Kickstarter or. I have a GoFundMe. Okay, so you have a GoFundMe. Why don't you tell us about that? So I did a GoFundMe last year. That was the first time I did it. For Kevin and I, mm -hmm. and Kevin and I raised about a thousand. A thousand, okay, thousand dollars, okay. Which is not bad, and we ended up winning our division at Worlds in 2015. Mm -hmm. So that's two world titles that I've won. And of course, you know, for for anyone who doesn't know, this is that's the World Latin Cup, which takes place every year in December Miami. in Miami. Mm -hmm. So, so it's so, kind of costly for us over here in the Bay Area. But um, people were very supportive last year, and I started it this year. So anybody who wants to find you, um, where, where can they go? Where can they, where can they see you? It's on my Facebook page, the link. Mm -hmm. You guys can follow the link once we post this. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll post it. And of course, we'll post the link so that, you, so that people can find you. It's usually, it's, I think if you look, send Manny and Michelita to World, you'll find it. Okay. But I can't remember the link that I put. Specifically, for, 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 yeah. okay, so we'll, 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 we'll take care of that. What's the most difficult part of being a choreographer? Choreography, I, I think when you're in choreography, like, first of all, you have to really like the song that you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't like the song that you're doing, you're not going to be inspired to come up with movement. And I think the hardest part of choreography is getting stuck. Like you have created all this really cool stuff and then there's one part where you get stuck. So you kind of like do something simple there until you figure out what to do next. Sometimes you have to step out of the choreography and have someone else look at it so that you can get unstuck from that section. That, that for me is like the hardest. So would you say it's like a, a writer's block? You yeah, know, how, it's like writer's writer... block. So yeah. is it really? So sometimes you have these days where you like choreograph and you choreograph like ridiculous amount, like eight counts of eight, something crazy. And then some days you're just stuck on one section, you know? And I feel like once when you step out of the choreography and you see it, you know, and you like videotape yourself doing it, then you're like, oh, I can actually do this. Okay, I can actually do this. So... 
I, I get it all the time. My friends get it all the time, too. Sometimes I'll even dream of certain movements in choreography, and I'll write it down as I'm, like, half asleep. Yeah. So it's it's one of those crazy things, like... Do you have, like, like do you keep a pen and paper? Or oh, like yeah, that? right next to my bed. Really? And I have a mirror that's, like, a vanity that I use to choreograph at night when I'm, like, I can't sleep, you know? I'll just write it down. It helps, even though it's scribbled, but it helps. Because mm-hmm. then you, you won't be able to get it out of your head. That's actually how I came up with a trick for my one of the choreographies with Rodney. Wow. I wrote it down. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're going to do the rap. And he's like, where? In this section. He's like, how did you come up with this? I dreamt it. <laughs> Pretty nice. Much. Pretty much. Did you always want to be a choreographer? I always wanted to be a dancer since I was little. Well, but so I mean, you've been dancing for a long time. I was like 10 been... years old. Yeah, I started mm-hmm. dancing when I was 10. Um, I always wanted to be a dancer. I always knew that I wanted to be my own director and I always wanted to be, I wanted to have my own team. That's the next step is to have my own dance studio. That's the next step. Maybe do a festival or something. That's the next step. Post mm-hmm. my own events. Do, do that. So that I don't have to work full time. So I could be a full time dancer. That's the dream. Well, you know, here at, at LDC, uh, we talk about a lot of topics. In a, in a, in a recent article, uh, Rachel Cassandra, one of our contributors, wrote uh, wrote a few tips, you know, for guys, you know, to, to, to get the dance. They say, guys, this is what you do to, to get the dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do you think about that? What's your take on. on, on you know, what, what do you like about guys that make you want to dance with them that make you get to dance? I think confidence is one, but not being cocky. Like, confidence is different than being cocky. Like, I think also, like, enjoying the music, like, just feeling it, seeing someone that's smiling and happy on the dance floor, you know, like, also chemistry, like, someone that smiles a lot at you and someone that, I know that my favorite leads are usually like ones that have like a softer lead. They're not like too rough. Uh-huh. They're like, they just touch you and you go like you feel like you're floating mm-hmm. on air. And they're not like trying to. No, like, they're not really this way or... No, 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 no. I feel like, I feel like when you're dancing with someone, you tend to. How do I put this? So you have a certain energy, and the other person has certain energy, and it's like you're playing, or like you're. Like, you're playing, like, a, a game, you know? So, like, you throw energy at them, and then they throw energy at you. And then it's kind of like, depending on what dance you do, they're going to mirror whatever you do movement-wise. So it's, like, continuously being able to play like that. I also like to hijack the lead a lot. I'm one of those females that hijacks the lead. So when I get an opportunity and they're doing something basic, I'll take the lead. But then they'll be like, no, I'm leading. So they'll take it over again, but just for a second, just to mess with them for a second. Just it's not like all the same thing. Hmm. You know, that's interesting because I, I've seen that actually. I've experienced that, you know, it, and it happens, you're right, when it happens when, when, when you're doing something really, really basic mm-hmm. for a long time, like the, the, the follow gets a little bored. Mm-hmm. So they kind of... Hijack the lead. Yeah. Which, of course, puts you on... on it's not toe. back leading. It's completely different than back leading. Hijacking the lead is just taking over the lead just a little bit. For, like, for a few beats. Yeah, that's it. And then they, they go back and... Guys, actually, some guys really like it. Some guys hate it. They have to get used to it. In bachata, guys are not really used to 
get in the lead hijack for me. In salsa, they're used to it more. But in bachata, no. So is this something that you would recommend at some point? Just like, hey, well, this and I mean, if you know, if you know the music and you know your partner, I say go ahead. But if you don't really know the guy that you're doing, I would hijack the lead. Like I would dance a couple songs with him first before you hijack the lead because you might kind of piss him off. You don't want to do that. Well, you know, now that you mentioned it, that's another topic. Is, is some guys get get a little uh, antsy, you know, and, and mm -hmm. a little, a little. I feel like tricky, some yeah. guys will see you dancing with other guys, yeah, and they'll assume that they can dance with you in that manner, and I feel like that is not the case because you don't know how long you've known this person or how comfortable you feel or if this person's your dance partner you dance with them all the time so you're used to their lead and you know when things are going to happen so you can kind of like tell but I feel like some guys just automatically assume that they can do the same thing that another guy is doing to you just because they asked you to dance and that's not the case like you can't I, th I think it's a level of trust there with a girl where you have to like know her enough to like make her comfortable and know her enough to make it fun like oh Oliver from Oliver Pineda the world champion like two times mm -hmm. he said in a master class once in San Francisco Sasa Congress you never dance to your level you always dance to hers mm. and I, I always remember that because a guy that dances to her level is going to make her more comfortable. If she's more comfortable, she'll be able to social dance more. She'll come out of her shell more. She'll be able to do more with you in the dancing aspect. If you dance to her, your level and you know that she can't do three turns, you're making her look bad. Then her confidence is going to go down. So I feel like that's a very good piece of advice for anyone that's social dancing. Like, you dance at her level. You don't dance at at yours, if that makes any sense. Like for example, I get irritated as a follower. If you continue to keep doing a turn pattern and you are not getting it right, and you keep leading me into a turn pattern that I don't feel comfortable in, and we, you just keep, you're so obsessed with that turn pattern that you want to keep doing it. And for me, it's not fun. Like if you can't do it, move on. You know, and if I don't get it, move on. You know, don't get obsessed with a certain turn pattern. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I think one of my biggest pet peeves of social dancing is getting injured because I've been injured before. I, I got stepped yes, on I, two years yep, ago. Yep. So I'm really, like, cautious of where I dance. I only dance on the outside. I don't dance on the inside. Ah. And then another thing is timing. Like, you could be the most basic guy, but if you keep your timing, I'll still enjoy it, you know? And you don't have to do complicated stuff to impress me, you know? Just keep your timing. I hate when guys don't stay with their timing and then then you get off time like they don't let you do your six seven or your one two three like time that piece the more important than moves do you have any peeves roberto when it comes to dancing well you know but here's the thing is i i dance very basically you know i i i really don't throw any fancy stuff first of all because i don't know it Mm -hmm. Second of all, because I dance to the music. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. You know, so so you know, it's like, and especially if if I know the song, then I I can do a little bit more because I know the song. I know mm -hmm. where to stop. I know where to slow down. Mm -hmm. I know where to speed it up. And then of course I know where to end. Mm -hmm. Like when you know how to end a song, oh, that's gold. 
Golden. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that in you know, a lot of days, we're like, oh, wow. It's like, you know, he stopped and the song ended. Has it like, ever happened to you where you are where you have such a good connection with someone that I call it being in your own oh my God, dance yes. bubble? That you don't even notice anyone around you and you're just having so much fun with that person. You're just like in your own little bubble. Like yeah. you're having the best time. You don't even notice people are videotaping or not or like watching. You're just like enjoying the moment. I think those are some of the best moments that you can have with dancing is being in your little dance bubble. Yes, I've, I've, I've had that. Yeah. Particularly with bachata because it, it's, it's easier. It's so much more sensual. It's easier to get close in, in bachata and kisomba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both. It's easier to, to get isolated. Whereas in salsa, well, you know, salsa is a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that, that goes back to dancing at her level. Like if you dance at her level, she'll dance with you again and she'll feel comfortable. She won't get disencouraged, you know? You don't ever want you don't ever want someone at a beginner level to get disencouraged. Because the beginners and the kids are what makes our dance community grow. Because they're the, the new generation of dancers. So you can't disencourage them, you know. Mm-hmm. You can be cautious, you know, just like I am, but you don't have to be mean. Like leaving someone on the dance floor or um, not wanting to dance with someone because of whatever reason. You well, have. other than, you know, you're injured or you're tired or, mm-hmm. or, or right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I, I say yes to almost everyone. Unless I know that you're really, really rough, and I won't say I don't want to say yes to you, because I'll watch people before I dance with them. Just because when you're at a high level and you get injured, it is really hard to get back in the game, and it is really hard to retrain yourself and retrain, and like you spend more hours in the in the studio, like training and going through physical conditioning to get your body where it used to be, because. When you get an injury, like it takes you at least a whole year to get back to almost where you were before. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like a... It's like being a football player. Uh-huh. And some injuries, this is the bad thing, is the dancers, they tend to dance through the pain. So they don't tend to go to the doctors or take it seriously or take a break and stuff. And this is where injuries get really bad and you have to like take care of yourself more, you know? Just, I I now dance in flats when I go social dancing, because I don't want to ruin my feet, because that's where I got my injury on my foot two years ago. And I still went to Worlds that year. That was crazy. I don't know how I did that. I had no stamina. Like I would, I would do the choreography. And we had to break break it up in three parts because like, I just didn't have the stamina until after. And we did great. We got like top ten. At, at a division that I don't train in. But still, it was really hard. Like, all that muscle memory, you lost it. All your muscle, you lost it. Like, oh, the, I was muscle, always, the muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was course, always course. tired. It was so crazy. It was insane. So, when, when you train your teams, uh, of course, you have people that are at different levels. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the most challenging part of training beginners? That they don't know anything. That they're starting from nothing. Like I had two last year that didn't have any dance training. Didn't know what pointing your toe was. Didn't know what anything was. Like so, what do you do? You just go step by step with them, and you're patient. You have to be very patient with them. 
and you have to see that they that they get it like you can what the great the great satisfying thing about that particular thing is that you trained them from the beginning so whatever they know is the knowledge that you've given them so that's really gratifying and then seeing them perform on stage you're like wow like i created that right but you have to be patient with them and you get to see the progress as a as a dance teacher as a choreographer as an instructor you get to see the progress from the beginning of training them and also your older students like my team is very good at helping each other they've gotten to that point where they're all like we're a team we have to look like a team so let's help each other so what i'll usually do is i'll pair a more experienced dancer with a beginner dancer and vice versa just so that the, the level is even between the couples and have you ever run into a situation where the more advanced uh, dancers don't want to teach the beginners or they just don't want to do it? Sometimes, but, but that's not usually the case uh -huh. at all. Because they're all, like, on a dance team, everyone has their own flaws and everyone has their weaknesses. But your biggest weakness is your your weakest link, you know? So you have to work on building that together, you know? You don't just become a team overnight. That takes like at least a whole year to develop that camaraderie and that bond. You know, at the beginning, they're all going to be like, yeah, woohoo, yay, we're on a team. And then there's going to be a headbutting. No, I want to dance with this person. No, I want this spotlight. Da -da -da -da. But then after a while, that all goes out the window and they're really thinking about the team rather than themselves. And that's what you want in a dance scene. We got two new students this year that came and they've learned the choreography really quickly and they caught up just because we've been pushing them to to learn the choreography and our teammates have done extra practices outside with them like the more advanced ones so they know what's expected of them you know like mm -hmm. we have a team captain and they know that if we're out of town or they have to do a performance the team captain is in charge and the team captain che uh, checks back in with us wow so Sounds like you developed quite a system. Yeah, you do. And it takes a about system. a year. It takes about a year. So it takes about it a year. It takes about a year to get a team to to mesh well together. And then once they mesh Regar well together. Regardless of the size? Or? Yeah, regardless really? of the size. Once they mesh well together, even if new people come in, they already know what their roles are. You know? And so what sucks in the dance community is like when you have a really good, strong team. And you divide them and you take half of the team and you put them up higher and you leave the other half in the same team because then you're rebuilding that bond. I, as director, I would just push them all up a level. Like, for example, my team is like an intermediate, an intermediate, not a beginner team. I, it's an intermediate team. Mm -hmm. I would just build them up and I would give them harder choreography and then I would start a beginner team because they're already at a higher level. I would just take them all and start a new team from that rather than divide them, you know? Like, my whole philosophy with dancing in general is, like, put a lot of work in in the beginning so that um, when you do perform, it's like a walk in the park. I know you have to fix this spacing issues. Like, this is something that John Narvaez taught me is the magic 10. And that basically means that You do 10 practice shows before a big show. Because after 10 times that you've done it, 
and that you've performed it and you've messed up and you've fixed your mistake and you've worked on your spacing and blah, blah, you'll feel more comfortable with the routine. I would never, ever um, do my first run at a big festival or my first run at a competition. You're just setting yourself up for failure right. at that point. It's just so much pressure. You don't know how people crack under the pressure. You don't know what people are going to do in situations where they forget choreography. I mean, so many things could go wrong. When you're outside the studio, mm -hmm. is there anything that you do to uh, motivate that the team building exercise, you know, the, 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 the team structure? I mean, do, do you do stuff outside the studio? Oh, yeah, I think the... that, that that's how you bond. Me and my dance partner were really, really close. Like, uh -huh. really, really close. People think that we're together, but we're not. And the funniest oh, thing together is, as yeah, a dating. Like, oh, okay. because we're really close, they just don't, they can't fathom that a girl and I can be friends, right? Well, they don't, to be fair, it's quite common, you know, that it's quite common, yeah, it's yes. quite common, but, yeah. But I think the reason why we get along we get along so well together is because we go out outside of the studio. We go and have drinks. We go party. We go eat together. We have had to deal with messed up situations, funny situations, situations that make you cry, you know, like outside of the studio. I don't think it's just building a bond inside the studio. And that's like another way that we bond, you know, like. Whenever we do an event or we're going out, we always invite them out to go with us. Like we have our team bonding night, or we have our like, oh, let's go out and let's go drinking, or let's see who's the last one standing night, like that kind of stuff. And when you when you have those situations, it makes your team stronger. They've also gone to how many festivals? Have they gone? Four. They've gone to four festivals. But of course, you know, and I know that you do this. I know that you know you 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 do have a clear line between you know being a friend outside the studio and of course being a the director. director oh yeah when i'm the director i've told them a million times i'm like you know i'm your friend outside the studio but when i'm in the studio you got to put in the work like they are knowing what's expected of them they know that they need to be able at call times an hour before they know that they can't check in their costume when they travel, they have to take it in their carry-on. They know all these things. They know that if they lose their costume, they don't perform. Like, they know. They know that when I'm in the studio, I'm not their friend. That doesn't mean I'm going to be mean to them. They know what's expected at the studio. And I'm not one of those directors that I was like, oh, it has to be like this. Like, if they, if they come up with something or they do something that I like, I'll take it. I don't, I don't just, like, use my own choreography. Like, I give them the base, and then they form the structure outside of it, you know? They're pretty good about that, too. Like, they, they know. They know. I've never had problems with that. Hmm. You, you know, have to be strict, but you can't be mean. And there's a difference. Oh, okay, so that's a very good point. Yeah. So you, you, there's a difference between being mean, and there's a difference between being strict. Yeah. And, you know, like, for example, when I'm in the studio... They know I have, like, my faces, and I'll look at them, and I'll be like, what are you doing? And then they start laughing, and they're like, I know, I know, I know, I messed up. Like, they know, they know, like, I have a pet peeve with pointing toes, and they know I don't like sickled feet, and I don't like, 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 not pointed toes and splits. I'll call their name, I'll be like, what are you doing? And then they're like, I'll fix it, I'll fix it, I'll fix it, right? So they know. They, it's not like they don't know. 
Uh, do you have any word of advice for uh, uh, someone who is a beginner and is on on the uh, uh, like in this undecided whether to join a team or not? Well, what would you? What would I you say tell join me? a team. Join the team. Join, join a team because when you're at a higher level, privates are what you want because it's direct to the point of what you need, right? When you're on a team. Especially if, like, you guys are a tight team. And even if it's a small team, you guys, it's like your family. It's like your second family. Like, Salsa Mania will still always be my first Salsa family. Mm -hmm. Only mm -hmm. Salsa family that I have. And they're still very supportive of what I'm doing right now. Even though I'm not on their team anymore. And I was on their team for almost nine years. So it was, it was a very big change for me. But I say... Do the team. Well, but, but you learn grew. A lot. Yeah, you grew. You'll learn a lot being uh -huh. on a team. You'll learn, you'll learn a lot and you'll learn for cheaper than paying privates. I mean, if you have the money to pay for privates, go ahead. Right. But being on a team, you kind of have like a support system. You, there's, it's so funny, there's two girls on my team that did not know each other. Like one saw me dancing at LV and joined the team. The other one joined us because she didn't like the the other team she was on and they're best friends now like they're inseparable so that's what i'm saying you never know what kind of friendships you're gonna get from it. i think it's more the friendships that you get and the experiences that you get from being on these teams than not being on a team and, and you know sometimes sometimes when you join a team it's not the right fit for you and it's not a bad thing to go and join another team you know you you find the, the team that's a right fit for you Sometimes my team may not be a fit for you, but someone else's team may be a fit for you. Oh, so, and I very always tell, interesting. I always tell my dancers, I'm like, you know, you guys can go and t take classes from other dancers. Maybe you might learn something. Maybe you'll bring something to choreography that I didn't know or that uh -huh. you didn't know that uh -huh. will help you with your dancing. As long as it doesn't conflict with my dance mm -hmm. team. Well, there's speaking, speaking about confliction, you know, the, some I know that some teams have limitations on what oh, yeah. you can do after right for me if someone wants to go and join another team go ahead mm -hmm. i don't see anything bad in it if you make commitments with me beforehand then honor those commitments and don't um how do i say don't go joining another team without telling me i don't want to find out from another because i know a lot of people i don't want to find out from like a teammate from that team that you're on that team that you haven't like leave yeah, on through, good through terms. the grapevine like basically. leave on good terms with me because you never know like if you want to come back to our team or whatever it may be oh, you know like it, you you want to always leave on good terms mm -hmm. you never want to leave on bad terms with your team directors because right, because point, you can come back exactly at one point they were your directors you know mm -hmm. so i always say find the team that fits you Also, if you want to cross-train, great. As long as it doesn't conflict with my practices and my commitments with my team. And that's it. Gotcha. Wow. Like, I don't think that it's a bad thing to join another team. Uh -huh. I think it's great. Like, I, I'm doing projects right now that are not my team. And it's great because I'm doing collaborations. And I think more people need to do stuff like that because that's how you grow as a dancer when you get challenged, when it's out of your comfort zone, you know? Very good point. And uh, is there any word of advice for someone who has grown and wants to start 
their own team, you know, what would you tell them in order to a healthy, awesome team that, that can grow? First of all, you need a partner. And it's really hard thing to do it by yourself. So if you do have a, a partner that you get along with, make sure that you and your partner have... A dance partner or a business a partner? A dance partner. Dance partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be your business partner too, but make sure that you have a dance partner. Uh-huh. Because it's a lot easier. Because when you have a dance team, the females are going to look up to you if you're a female, and the males are going to look up to you if you're a male. It's going to be really hard for you to run a team if you're by yourself. I mean, mm. there's people that have done it, but it's very, very, it's a lot of stress mm-hmm. on you. And I say, also, if you have a dance partner, make sure that you have choreographies that showcase you, that get people excited to want to train with you. And then you have to be patient with it. Sometimes you'll start with a small team. Like, I'm pretty sure that I'm a Latina and Yamule and all these teams that are world renowned now, they started small. They did, but they kept they kept going, Mm -hmm. and they kept the faith going, and now they're like world renowned and they're huge. You know, you always have to start from something. You have to be grateful for the students that you get. You can't just be like upset that you only have like three students and start small, and then make sure you make them you make them comfortable. You make it a fun environment, and you you have to learn how to teach in different ways that people understand. Some people like numbers. Some people are audio-visual learners. Some people are visual kinesthetic learners. Some people are, like, weird. Like, they have to do it with you while you do it. Like, right, like each one find, has uh-huh. a certain quality. You have, find, you have to find different ways of being able to explain to things. Right. You're going to get all kinds of people. Like all, all kinds of learning uh, uh, personalities. And if you establish and... from the beginning respect on the team and respect for each other, then you won't run into problems with the team. You know, like you just, it's good when you do because they're like, oh, she put me in my place. She she actually cares because if she didn't, she wouldn't do that. So you just have to be patient with the whole process. Being, being a dancer, you have to be very patient because the, the, how do I put it? When you get better, it's so gradual. It's so small. You don't really notice your your potential or your greatness till after you see yourself like six months to a year after. Like wow. you don't see okay, your okay, okay. You don't I, see I, your I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's you're right, you have to be right. very patient. Because it's something that, that happens uh-huh. over time. Like like growing muscle, like mm-hmm. working out. You don't really like see training. It. No, you don't see it from exactly. one day to the other. But six months, eight months down yeah. the road, you start seeing the you muscle. Start seeing, yeah, start seeing the the improvement. The improvement. Yes. Yeah. So you can't be, you can't be um, too hard on yourself. You can't be a perfectionist when it comes. You can be like to a certain degree, but you can't be too much of a perfectionist. You gotta let things flow and happen naturally. You know, when you're a dancer, and then you'll see the improvement. And you always have to stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> Well, if there, if there's anything no, I, I mean, learned from you, Michelle, is that you're very humble. So thank you for that because I I I've learned that you're very very humble. Oh, thanks. No, but, well, no, thank you, thank you, and thank you for this interview. I think uh, our listeners learned a lot. I mean, I I sure did. This was fantastic. This was awesome. So thank you so much. And once again, um, you're going to the worlds and uh, so you're looking. The World Latin Dance Cup. We need donations. It's Manny and Michelita that are going to World. If you type in send Manny and Michelita to World, That's right. you'll find, find it. Me. We no. will put the link up 
next to this. Yep. Um, we'll put a little bio and everything next to this. But I hope that it inspired you to don't do it or next so it inspired you to become a better dancer. It's all about building the community at this point. Well, well, there you have it. The links are going to be below. And uh, yes, please, please fund Michelle and uh, Manny to go to the Worlds because yeah, they're awesome. And they've given us so much that it's uh, fair to give something back to them. Mm -hmm. No donation is never too small. <laughs> no, okay, so no donation is never too small. Good, very good. Well, thank you. Thank you, Michelle, one more time. You're welcome. <laughs>